0: Hello, hello, my friends. Skip here again for the fourth installment of The Matrix Has You, a podcast about the false reality we have constructed as human beings in order to make sense of our world. And um, we're going to go just a little further down the rabbit hole. So far, uh, I have taken about 30 minutes of podcasting time to explain the theory. Uh, I could probably spend hours upon hours reiterating and explaining again and again the theory. It is simply this, uh, that we live in a reality constructed uh, by us and our minds that is a reality of dualism, the have and have nots, the us versus them, the idea that we're right and others are wrong. We have constructed a reality based solely on that and that reality has trapped us as human beings, as spiritual beings in such a way that we cannot escape it. And what I offer you is that we can. We, we can live, to some degree, a much happier life outside the bounds of that matrix, that false reality. But I want to talk specifically about what that false reality can do and is. And, and this is going to be a, a little further down the rabbit hole, as I have said. A, a little more esoteric, a little more um, maybe strange. Some may, some may sound strange to you, I don't know. But I don't think it's just a matter of us changing how we think. I think that's the beginning, changing how we perceive reality. Uh, Ultimately, and we'll talk about this in other podcasts, it's not just about us uh, projecting a new reality, which is really the goal here. Uh, We'll talk about that when the time is right. But it's understanding, first and foremost, the matrix, the reality that we have created, and that it does have, if you will, a a mind of its own, a life of its own. And I really get that idea from systems thinking. Uh, I just uh, finished a class where we talked about Friedman's idea of family systems. Um, I'm not going to go into a long lecture about family systems. I'm probably not qualified. To do that, I can tell you that systems in and of themselves take on their own life. That people take on their own role. And that systems themselves take on their own identity. And that's a hard concept for human beings. We like to think that we're individual. That we have freedom. That we make up our own mind. But really we don't, folks. Uh, really we are all part of systems that we have created, be they family systems, be they religious systems, be they political systems, be they economic systems. We are all part of systems that function independently of us that we take part in. We have established a system, let's say a religious system, and that religious system has taken on a life of its own, and that life of its own, because it's a system, is really ultimately about preserving itself. That when you introduce new concepts and people who are in religious systems, and I don't care what religion it is, will say, well, we've never done it that way. Or, well, we can't do it that way because it means too much change. Uh, Or when we introduce ideas into an educational system and people will say we can't do that because it's too radical or it's too different than we're used to. What they're really saying is that the system itself won't allow it because we have to preserve what already is. And I know that if you have ever tried to change something within your family or change something within a religious system or a political system. If you've ever went up against uh, some authority in the world's systems and tried to make change, Uh, especially if that change is about uh, allowing people more freedom to think, more freedom to be, Uh, if that change you have offered is about Allowing people to be more authentic as humans, that the system itself shuts it down. It will shut it down. I have seen it again and again. Uh, We have seen it throughout history. I'm going to keep going back to Jesus. I think he's one of the great um, moments of change in human history. And the systems that he challenged, which were really the systems of reality, uh, crucified him. Literally. Literally. But I have seen people figuratively crucified also. Uh, Martin Luther King, uh, even if it doesn't lead to death, there are people who are marginalized. You know, people like Dorothy Day or Mother Teresa, who were only recognized for their work uh, after they're gone. But at the time when they were doing it, they were, you know, ostracized and pushed aside because the systems that they were challenging the systems that they were challenging were trying to shut them down isolate them and put them away so that they didn't so that the system didn't change the way they were proposing and i am simply saying this my friends that that the matrix i'm proposing the rea- the false reality constructed out of the collective human thought of dualism is the same thing. It's just a greater system. It's a more meta system. That when you begin to grasp these ideas, it will uh, lead to you being challenged by systems. Let's face it, folks. We are either being called to be sheep or to be led out of these systems. These systems are so entrenched. These political systems are so entrenched in every culture they may be different political systems, but the, these ideas are entrenched. These ideas uh, in religious systems, in economic systems, uh, are so entrenched that uh, the system itself takes on its own character and tries to shut it off. My proposal is this: that the collective false self that I am calling the matrix has a life and thought of its own because it is, in fact, a system, a meta-system created by we humans. Uh, you know, if you're familiar with the movie The Matrix, which some of this thought is based on, uh, there's a scene in in that movie where uh, Morpheus and Neo, if, you don't, if you've not seen the movie, I, I recommend it. It's a little violent, but it's got some good thought in it. And so Neo is the person who is freed from uh, the Matrix, from the false self. And and the person who freed him, his name is Morpheus, is telling Neo uh, that although we want to free other people's minds, they will come after you, they will attack you, because you are a foreign object to them. When you invite people out of a way of thinking, that they are habituated into, they will come after you because they are trying to preserve a system that they've bought into. What gives this matrix a mind and life of its own is the fact that we have unconsciously, subconsciously, bought into the reality that it's offering us, which is a false reality. We have bought into the dream, or nightmare of dualism. And because of that, we have, we have given the system its own life, its own thought. And so very much, <clears throat> here is where my theory is like, those sorts of ideas of a simulation that we have created by uh, not reaching out, not having the capacity to reach out for something different. We have created the simulation that we're in. And it is a simulation. It is a, a false reality. A physical false reality that we have created has a mind of its own because we have allowed it to become a system. And because we have allowed it to become a system of thought, it preserves itself. Uh, I just simply would have you set with that idea that this is not just a theory that we humans have it wrong it's that we have created a false reality that is in the business of preserving itself and because of that it will harm people has harmed has done enormous harm to this world how many people have died in wars how many people have died because of poverty? How many people have died because of racism? How many people have died uh, because they have tried to prove themselves right even when they were wrong? That's the lie of the system. And that's what I'm here to challenge. Anyway, um, I'll leave you with that. Uh, This will probably be the last podcast I do for a while. I'm giving you a lot of information. uh, And I hope that you know, that you are cared for as you explore reality. And uh, we're going to talk about the higher powers that be and how you are cared for as you do this work uh, at some point. So take care, my friends. We will talk real soon.